Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Alright everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we have with us Chris Provost from Comic-Con, the, uh, I would like to say the scoop of vanilla ice cream to the brownie a la mode for Comic-Con. Ooh, uh, I like that, yeah. that was great, I, I mean, like that. I, I don't think an event would go off really well without you. I mean, oh, you make me blush, that's well, it, awesome. It's true, I mean, you're always up there, you have... I don't know where you get your plethora of really bad, bad jokes. <laughs> They're just everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, like Fan X, you were running around, yep. getting everyone jumping around, uh, getting everyone dancing with the loud music. There was one point where we did, you did, had everyone do like this mannequin thing. Where yeah, had the to mannequin stop challenge. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of yeah. fun. The mannequin challenge actually came out because somebody just, we were stalling. Mm-hmm. I can't remember why. And uh, somebody just yelled, let's do the mannequin challenge. We're like, okay, let's see if we could try it. Yeah. And it came off as amazing, so it went really well. I mean, what is it like, uh, just starting off, being up on the main stage, those hot lights just beating down on right. you? Right. So it's it's intense. It's a yeah. lot of fun. It's a lot of fun getting up there. And you can feel the energy. All the fans who come to Salt Lake Comic Con and Fan X, mm-hmm. it's infectious, right? They yeah. get out on stage. I mean, you get up there, and, and you can feel them. They're yelling, having a good time. They're there to see who they want to see. So it's a lot of fun, and the energy is just at a super high level. It's, yeah. it's addictive, yeah, for sure. Now, I mean, b- besides that, getting the, the crowd pumped, you also get to meet all these celebrities. Right, yeah. And, I mean, that's got to be really cool. I mean, yes, everyone's going to get their picture and photo up, but you're actually interacting with them a little bit. Yeah, backstage before they go on, yeah. on get to meet them and, and talk with them, a lot of them. Uh, it's fun to see them. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because you think of celebrities, right? You think of celebrities, you think, oh, they must be, like, super confident in front of large audiences. We get some who come out there and they're like, yeah, this is no problem. I got this. And you get others, they're very nervous. And really? yeah, they're very nervous. And Salt Lake Comic Con's main ballroom is large. Yeah. For most great cons like this, it's very large, about 5,000 people. Most of them, the cons don't have that large of a ballroom. So they're not used to that large of a crowd. So they get out there and sometimes they'll peek out like the little between the little curtains and see all the people like 5,000 people sitting out there and they're like oh my gosh yeah and we just talk to them like hey it's easy once you get in there they're gonna love you don't worry about it it's yeah. really fun well I mean I'm, I've been to like Emerald City Comic Con and stuff like that right. and they have a fairly large one too but their lights are always so dim that you know even standing at the front you don't see all the way right. the back yeah so exactly sure that kind of helps with that but you know you guys have the lights on there's yeah. other lights flashing back and forth and well we like to make it an interactive experience yeah. that's the whole point of what we're trying to focus at Salt Comic Con and Fan X is we want it to make it a really good experience for the fans we want the fans to feel like they're participating and having a good time mm-hmm. 
That's cool. So how did you get involved in this? Right. Because it's like randomly out of nowhere, here's Chris Provo. Right, right. He's the front man. So I, when it was getting started, when Salt Lake Comic Con was first getting started, like just barely get moving along, I was filming a TV show for Sci-Fi Network at the time okay. called, it was called Zeros, and it was a comedy about uh, zombies and things like that. And we were filming the pilot out here in Utah, and uh, one of the like the operations lady, she knew me, and she's like, hey, would you like to come in? And they came in and talked to me. And they came up with the idea they wanted to actually have four MCs. Okay. And so we had four MCs, and they're like, do you want an MC for Salt Lake Comic Con? And I am like, all about that. I'm like, I've been collecting comic books since I was a kid. I'm all about Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, all of that. My geek culture is like, Mm, that's my jam, right? I was like, yeah, let's do this. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So they had, it was me, there was Carrie Jackson from X96, a, a really popular yeah. uh, radio DJ, yeah. There's Tony Descano, who does like movie reviews. Yeah, and another, talk, uh, yeah, talking shows. Talking, talking, shows. talking pictures. Yeah, talking yeah. pictures. And then we had Tyson Webb from, I think it was like 107, The End, uh, Order 1, The End, yeah. whatever, uh, radio DJ and myself. And we got out there, and those three guys—they like to moderate. They wanted to—they're—they're they're really good at moderating, getting on, asking questions to celebrities. Yeah. So I was like, "Well, I'll just MC it." And my first, my first uh, con, uh, it was—I was more of an information giver, right? Yeah. I'd walk out, I'm like, "Hey, thanks for attending, and we have photo ops at two o'clock. The exits are here and here." <laughs> and it was like no like personality, but that was what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And we had Stan Lee at that time. And Stan Lee is like so awesome and so kind. And so he was signing autographs and he looked in his line and there's about a hundred people signing autographs. And he's like, well, he's like, I don't want to disappoint those hundred people. So let's just cancel the panel. Cause he didn't think that a lot of people would show up to his panel. He didn't realize we had 5,000 people <laughs> waiting for waiting him for to show it, yeah. up. And so uh, the manager came back like we're canceling a panel and everybody's like freaking out. Like, no, we can't you know, the people are going to go nuts. So they ran back to tell Stan, they're like, Hey, you've got to come out. We've got a lot of people actually more than a hundred. And so he was quite shocked. So I had about 25 minutes and the crowd, you could feel the energy was starting to turn. They're like, Stan, Stan, yeah. they're chanting. So I walked out, and I told my first joke at Salt Lake Comic. I just was like, I got to stall. And I went out, and this is the joke I told. I was like, I'm like, you guys, I have to apologize. I usually have way, way more energy. But last night, I had the weirdest dream I've ever had. I woke up. I dreamt I was a muffler in a car, and I woke up exhausted. Yeah. And it was like crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Not, it was like so quiet. Nobody even laughed. And like you hear like one lady in the very back. She's like, hey forever <laughs> and the audience is just like looking at me like did you just say that and I don't know why I just thought it was hilarious so I just started going some other bad jokes yeah. other dad jokes I guess is what they call them and then people were heckling and booing and then the but they were still kind of loving it and I did that for about 20 minutes and then I looked and I'm like okay it's time he's about ready to hear so I said thanks guys and I walked off the, uh, the stage and Brian Brandenburg the co-founder yeah. of Comic Con he's standing back there and he just put his like hand on my shoulder and just did that slow head shake he's like Chris <laughs> you've got to get some better material yeah. and I was like and the second he said that I was like Ah, this is gold. This is yeah. great. And so after that, people like the next day came on and people are like, we want another joke. And it just started. It's going to be like a banter. If you've yeah. attended, you see that they, people love to 
hate the jokes and yeah. have fun with it. Well, so, it's yeah. kind of like like with Psych, with the pineapple that randomly showed right. up. Right. Now, it was, then it eventually became in every episode. Yeah. And everyone was looking for the pineapple. Looking for that pineapple, now right. expecting right. the bad joke. From yeah. I would be really, really disappointed if there aren't any. Jokes, so. right. Yeah. My favorite is, is, like, when I'm walking along, uh, sometimes people will come up to me and they'll literally do this. They'll, like, do that, like, the shifty-eyed thing. Like, they'll look around over the shoulder to see if anybody's, like, listening or looking at him. And they'll whisper, like, I actually like your jokes. <laughs> it's like they're ashamed of it. They're like, they don't want people it's to know. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, they're like, they're like, don't tell anybody, but I'm like one of the few. So I always, that always makes me laugh. I love that. Nice. So, you know, you, you bring up your huge fan star. Yeah. What was it like going out in, you know, well, what is it, the Vivint Yeah, yeah, the Vivint Arena, huh? With the massive crowd that there was for Mark Hamill and then having Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker walk out. I mean, that's, just got to be amazing. It was amazing. So I'm going to do a little backstory. It was I was actually filming a film here in Utah two weeks prior. It was called Brigsby Bear, okay. and Mark Hamill was in that film. And my scenes happened to be with Mark Ham- with Mark Hamill, oh, and we wow. were filming out at uh, the prison. Yeah. And when they would call cut, he would just sit by himself, and nobody would talk. I think everybody was just so it's intimidated. Like, yeah, it's like Mark freaking Hamill is yeah. right there, and I kept going back and forth. I'm like, do I? mentioned that I'm like because he knew he was going to be there in two weeks at Salt Lake Comic Con yeah. do I mention it about this if I am like if I don't I'm just going to regret it so I walked over there I'm like hey Mark I'm Chris I said I'm the MC for Salt Lake Comic Con thank you so much for attending our event and he's like oh Chris he's like so friendly he's like chatting he's like so that's great he's like yes I was like, we're going to be doing like a panel and I'm like yeah I'll, I'll introduce you and he didn't know at that point that we were doing at the Vivint Arena oh, yeah. he had no idea and so he's like oh how big is how many people do you think are going to come to my panel and I'm like oh pfft. 12,000 easily <laughs> and I felt so proud because I could see that he was impressed his eyes went boop yeah. and he's like 12,000 he's like the largest I've ever done was like 5,500 at Disney's Star Wars Festival and I'm like oh yeah well, we're gonna crush it yeah and he's he couldn't believe that he didn't he's like there's no way that that many people are gonna come out and I was like oh they'll be there yeah. they'll be there and he told me a story how he's on airplane he's a big music fan and George Harris of the Beatles was oh, on wow. the plane with him and he's like I was so nervous to talk to him. I just want to say I appreciate your music. And I said, Mark, that's how we feel about you. Like yeah. when you come to the Vivint Arena, that's how we feel. And when we had him walk out on stage, you can just hear everybody was just having a great time. So yeah, come on yeah. in. So it was it was a it was a huge, huge thing there. And the people were just loving it and, and having a great time. Yeah. And uh, for some people, like that's once in a life opportunity to see Mark Campbell. And he's a great guy. He's yeah. so nice. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I was I, I got the special VIP package where I was like on the third row. There's there's Luke Skywalker, you know, the Joker, and he comes out and he just like he's just you can see he's completely stunned, mm. just doing circles. Yes. Because I what there was thirty thousand. No, I think it's about, I think it, we were around uh, fourteen thousand. Oh, fourteen. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, maybe it just looks so massive. Yeah, it does. It just kept going up, but it was it was just stunning. And then it was really cool how he would. Talk to one area, stop, turn, talk to another area, so mm-hmm. everyone got to look straight at him. It was, yeah. it was fantastic. It was amazing, and he, the way he interacted with the, uh, with all of the fans there, it was so much fun. And the thing about it is, uh, we felt really honored. We were the only North American Comic Con that he did that year. And he's like, wow. he came out because of the recommendation, because he heard that the fans were good. He heard that there was a great event, and so we were able to get him, and it was great. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure Carrie added to that. I mean. She was fantastic oh, when she was here. Yeah. I mean, the guy that 
ran up with the, the Coke or <laughs> right. whatever she wanted, and she like full on Princess Leia kissed this. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> so that for those of you who don't know, like, if you weren't this year panel, she came out on stage and she sat down. She's like, "Oh, I feel a little parched." She's like, I, I, "She's like, does anybody have like a, I think a diet Coke?" Yeah, she's like, does anybody Coke, have a diet right. Coke? And there's some guy like just comes running and back <laughs> down the aisleway, and he hands her like this unopened can of diet coke. She and she grabbed him and kissed him right yeah. there in front of the. I mean, the people like, <laughs> with bananas. Kids, yeah, right? every guy was like, I, 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 "I got a coke. I got yeah. a coke. Whatever you need." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that guy's probably never washing his face again. No, no. Oh, for sure. You've yeah. got to let that be. Maybe sprinkle some. Sparkles on it, get it yeah. tattooed on forever. Yeah, so. Princess Leia kissed me yeah. Yeah. right here, <laughs> right, right here. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, this is the fifth event, right? Which is uh, coming up, and then we have nine events events in total. Yes. So, where are you guys going this year? Because I mean, it just seems super massive. You guys continue to get even more amazing uh, right. guests. I mean, you got John Cusack. You got Michael uh, Rooker. Rooker coming yeah. back. Uh, Stephen Amell, uh, John Barrowman. I mean, yeah. The Elijah list goes Wood. on. Elijah yeah. Wood. So yeah, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a photo op with Elijah. That's just going to be awesome. Except for I feel like I'm going to tower over him. And so. I'm not that tall, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, here's the thing. We've invited a lot of we've invited a lot of guests from the the uh, Return of the King from yeah. the Two Towers, and we just keep inviting uh, actors. It sort of becomes a hobbit, and so ha yeah. see, <laughs> nice, right? Yeah, yeah, it becomes a little I was bit of habit. So yeah. hoping we'd get one of your yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of them, <laughs> and so yeah, we're excited to have him here too, Elijah yeah. Wood. So. Is it, are you just going to remain the MC, or, or is your position kind of flourishing? Yeah, because we've no. seen more and more commercials where you're popping up. Oh yeah, uh, well my true love will always be to be the MC okay. for Salt Lake Comic. I love that. I love being on the stage, interacting with fans. Um, sometimes they'll have me do like l- little promotional videos or commercials or news bumps for them, and that's always fun. But I love to be there at con with the fans because I'm a fan too. It's not yeah. like I'm I'm there and I'm just as wide eyed as they are half the time looking around, going, "This is such an amazing event." And you talk about like how can it get bigger and better? It's just, every year it just does. Yeah. And we use like every square inch of the of the Salt Palace Convention Center. We've maxed that out, yeah. and it just gets better and better. And we just use we've learned to be better and better with uh, each con. It goes along. We run it a smoother ship. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it yeah. seems like. Their only option, if it keeps going this way, is they got to do what, what Emerald City does and build up. Yeah. Because they have a multi-layered uh, convention center. Right. Mm. I mean, that just seems like the only route yeah. other than, you know, start moving it to other Well, Phoenix hotels. Comic-Con, they uh, they move theirs. They have multiple s- venues. Yeah. So we, we, that was – people discuss that. We like to keep everybody together in one yeah. area. And that's half the fun, right? It's just – being there and just being with people that are like-minded and just having mm-hmm. a great time, you're like, this is so much fun that we kind of like to keep in the one venue. Okay. So, yeah, move it up. Got to build it up, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it is fun. It's, uh, I mean, besides the celebrity panels, the list of other panels are great. Right. I mean, you have everything from writing to comics to the Twisted Tunes. Oh, uh, Twisted Tunes me. In fact, my wife is actually doing a panel. She's doing one on our Disney princesses really evil. Actually, evil, which is I think is a great topic. Oh, so yeah, yeah and there's panels for everybody. If you haven't been there, I mean anything like there's writing, yeah. horror. My my wife's huge into horror. I know that you like horror a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So it it sounds like Comic Con this year then is going to take up the full Salt Palace. Yeah. Will you guys be spilling over into the Vivint Arena again? No, this year we're not going to be spilling over the Vivint Arena. Uh, we're just going to keep it all within the house at Salt Lake Comic Con. Yeah. 
Uh, is there anything this year? It, it seems like every year there's new growth, there's more exciting things, mm. they're adding new features. So is there anything this year that you're particularly mm. excited about that's new? and or Yeah, so there's, well, there's so many things that are, even aren't new that most people don't know. So I want to talk about some like really good kept hidden secrets about Slight Comic Con that people don't know. Yeah. So, for example, I don't know if you know this, we actually have a full functioning arcade. Like, and like, it's, so it's not, it's, it's, people don't know that because they're so busy. But we have like a full function arcade, like all the retro games you put a quarter yeah. in. And then we got all the newest games, like the Batman racing game, and people go there and play games. We also have, and I know this is interesting to you guys, we have a gaming section where people come in and play Magic the Gathering. And that's like my jam. Magic is <laughs> brutal, right? It's so yeah. addictive. It's like heroin and crack rolled up in <laughs> sugar with a little bit of chocolate. It's so good. It's amazing. <laughs> the only thing that I know Brandon Sanderson does anymore other than write. It's writing or magic. Oh, yeah. Magic oh, wow. is great. So we have like a whole like area get dedicated to like a, like gaming that's really a lot of fun. Yes. We also have KidCon, and a lot of people, they're not familiar with KidCon. KidCon is something really cool. And what we're doing brand new at KidCon, it's, it's, KidCon's kind of ages like two to maybe 13. They mm. have like activities, they have arts and crafts. Something brand new that we're doing this year we've never done before is we're doing mini panels. Like you know we have panels like celebrity panels for mm. adults. We're doing like little mini panels just for kids and like the topics are like who's cooler, Boba Fett or Darth Vader. And that then sounds the, amazing. They, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> the kids get to like ask questions and have fun. So that's brand new this year. We've never done uh, the mini panels at KidCon so we're, we're really looking forward to that and, and it keeps growing every year. You need to record those. Oh, I know. Seriously, you're going to get answers like, Boba Fett, because he'll pants Darth Vader. This will make YouTube viral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing what kids will say. Yeah. Do, so. Well, my, my house is very divided on that topic because <laughs> I'm – Boba Fett is – Awesome, and my wife is—it's Vader. She thinks Darth. Yeah. She thinks Darth Vader is the coolest thing on the planet, and I'm like, no, nah, it's fat. But she's Vader's wrong. Cool. Uh, yeah. uh, he's my my favorite. Is Especially he your favorite? The end of Rogue One. Oh, yeah. can we can we talk about that for sure. a second? So, when <laughs> I let's just segue into that. When my wife's Amanda, and when we were dating. She had never seen Star Wars. Oh, wow. I know. And I was like, this could be a deal breaker, Dave. I don't <laughs> even know. I mean, her? this is, yeah. I was like, I don't know how we can do this. And she had just never seen it. And it got to the point where she, it was kind of like a source of pride. Like one yeah. of those people, like I'm an outlier. I'm like, ooh, I've never seen Star Wars. I'm kind of proud about it. Mm. And I was like, you've got to watch it. You just have to watch yeah. it. And we watched the first Star Wars and she's like, when it was done, she's like, that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And she's like, I love it. And I'm getting goosebumps telling that story. And she's like, <laughs> and when Return of the Jedi ended, mm -hmm. she started to cry because she's like, what else do we watch? I mean, what? and I'm like, oh, you feel our pain. It's like, we're waiting. So, uh, but she loves Darth Vader, loved Darth Vader. And when Rogue One came out, and that scene where he's in the corridor and that lightsaber just turns, turns on, on. Yeah. oh. It's like, right, it's just like, I thought my, my wife, she stood up. We were there opening night at a premiere for Comic-Con. She stood up and just started screaming because she couldn't <laughs> handle it. It was too much, like a little kid. And I was so happy to see them make Darth Vader a villain again. Because oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I was telling her, I was like, when I was a kid, when we'd watch Star Wars, Star, Darth Vader was scary. He was yeah. like a bad guy. And I like what, Disney's fun. You know, they have all these things where they, they kind of disney Darth Vader a little bit. They make him like, kids can meet him and yeah. photo ops. And you see him riding rides. And that's cute and fun. It's great to see him being bad again. Oh, yeah. I mm -hmm. love that. I just loved it. No, I, I agree. Just that dark corridor, you hear the breathing, mm -hmm. that lightsaber goes on, and then he just obliterates everyone in yeah. the room. It's like, yay. Yeah. Yeah, total chills. Because, you know, as much as I love episode four and New Hope, that fight with him and Obi-Wan just 
It was, yeah. It was kind of lacking. Yeah. And then to see him just go through, because, you know, all the stories and everything, he's just this vicious villain. Yeah. You finally get to see it. Mm. Well, it was, it, was, it was, yeah, episode four, I thought that the lightsaber scene, the first time you see it, you're like, this is cool, but yeah. then as you get used to it, the, you got to go to Empire. Empire's yeah. lightsaber oh, battle is mine too. It's such, it's such a good one. And that was, that. once you saw that, then everything else before that, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And then, and then we got the prequels, and we had that I, problem. So, yeah, I actually – I skipped those. I, I never showed them to my wife. Okay. I don't know if she even knows they exist. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about we it. We don't talk about them. Yeah, yeah. So Rogue One Ford, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. So let me ask a question about sure. that, though. All right. I have a one-year-old son. Yes. Okay. What is the proper way, then, to introduce him to Star Wars? Do you start him at Rogue One? Or do you start him at episode four, and then you go back and start going to Rogue? So this this will be his first time watching. When he gets a little bit older here. Where do you start him? So me personally, yeah. So I have a nine month old. He started watching Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, at six months. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. And Star Wars Rebels actually really good. Vader does show up in there, um, so that was kind of the first taste. It's not super intense. Right. Uh, my other kids, they started with episode four. They did. And then we went to Return of the Jedi. Rogue One hadn't been out yet. Uh, then they saw Episode Seven. Then we went back and watched the prequels. Yeah. So, you know, and up until that point, I still hadn't owned Episode One because Jar Jar. Right. Right. But I had to go find it so they could yeah. watch it. I like that strategy because I I do feel like that that is the best way to watch them because Lucas started with four for a reason. Yeah. And so I think it's a really good place to get in and then on top of that that's how you know most people's parents or most people themselves started watching them so there's a nice kind of traditional repetition with starting there and getting to experience in that same order yeah well i heard heard some people they talk about it's called the machete cut yeah Yeah. machete order where you watch uh, episodes uh, four and five i think and then after four and five then you go back and watch two and three Three, and then it's like yeah, it's almost like you're going to back to watch a dream sequence, yeah. and then you go back and watch episode six. You don't yeah. even watch episode no. one. One you just skip. Yeah, hmm. so interesting. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to add seven and eight in there, but that's yeah. okay. Or Rogue One. Yeah, it's got to fit in there somewhere. Give but it time. I know. It'll, they'll figure it out. Who gets to make that decision? I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. That's well, well, I think we're actually, that's what we're doing right now. We're making a decision. We're making for a decision for them. Okay. So this is how we're going to do it, everybody. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Or you could do four, jump to Rogue One as a flashback, go into five. Mm-hmm. Or you just do Rogue One and then go into four. I don't know. I don't know. I like four and then the flashback. Okay. Yeah. That way, the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> These mm. are the important decisions of our time. Man, i got to figure this out. <laughs> It's, it's, I don't know. It's that or trying to watch The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, like the extended edition. That's like a whole weekend. Oh, yeah. oh no, we yeah. did it. It was 23 hours. I know. It's long. Hook was like all over it, all extended edition, and we stayed up straight because what all the of extended it. edition of Hobbit is what, 10 or 11 hours? And then it's almost 14 for Lord of the Rings extended? Yeah, I know it was, it was just over 23 hours, if yeah. I'm correct, for all of them straight Two up. or three days ago, my wife and I watched every single Harry Potter movie back to back. Oh, dear. Yeah, and luckily I was the one facing the TV so I could see it. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so I'll let that bad joke is. take us back to Comic-Con for a yeah, minute. So, <clears throat> so you've mentioned that this is kind of a dream gig because you're such a fan. Yeah. But I've noticed that when we get to see you on stage, you're not usually in cosplay. So right, is right. that, you know, know. is that something you feel like you're wears. missing out yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> Some of those suits. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to dress up in cosplay, but we keep it at a professional level. Yeah. Um, uh, the reason is, is because I'm backstage meeting with the celebrities, and we're giving them a whole bunch of information. And if I was dressed up as a stormtrooper or whatever, <laughs> it might come across a little disingenuous. So I don't get to. I don't get to really participate uh, in the cosplay. Though I love it. I love that. Like on Saturday night, they have the cosplay uh, yeah. contest, and mm -hmm. and I think you know it's interesting. I was talking to Ro. He's in. He's in charge of. He's a cosplay director for Salt Lake Comic Con. And I'm like, you should really call it the cosplay show because it's not just, I mean, it is a contest, but it's more than that. It's like a show for people who aren't even familiar with cosplay. Yeah. Go in and watch it and see it. They have like, they have this cryo man. They have the Hollywood show going on. They've got all kinds of, I mean, it's, it's amazing stuff. Yeah. Well, not only that, you got repeat people that go up there and they, they embrace that character they're dressed as. Yeah. I mean, like Eric Allen Hall, when he's the Green Goblin, he's up there, he's sticking his tongue out, he's being all yeah. insane, just like you'd expect the Green yeah. Goblin to be. Mm -hmm. Or if he's dressed as Superman, he's very polite and what you'd well, expect that's, from Superman. That's the thing about cosplay, right? When they put that costume on, it's not that they're just putting a costume on, they're becoming that character. Yeah. That's what sets it apart. They are that character, they act like that character, they behave like the character, which makes it really cool. Yeah. Now, what is it like, uh, I mean, for you guys putting on the show and seeing not only just the everyday fans, but all these people that are coming in in these costumes? Because not all of them get up on that stage for that contest. Right. But they're still roaming the, you know, the alleyways uh, of the convention. They're everywhere, right? I remember, so one of the things I was put in charge of, I think it was two years ago, maybe a year ago or two years ago, I can't remember, was the Guinness Book of World Records for the most costumed uh, comic book characters in mm -hmm. one place. Oh, right. And so we did that. I think at the prior to that, it was like twelve or 1,300 people. And we partnered with a bunch of the different uh, comic book stores because it's very rigorous to get that, to, to apply for Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. You, can't, you can't just be like, hey, we're doing this. They have to have an adjudicator come out. You have to have people at the doors like checking off everybody's costume. And so we did that and we're like, well, we hope we can break the record we smashed it. We had <laughs> so many people there and they were all dressed up and came in. And it's fun. I think it's a it's an escape for people, right? You could yeah. dress up with zero fear of being mocked or made mm -hmm. fun of. And in fact, it's actually appreciated, right? You, yeah. And it, there are people who sometimes they think you have to dress up to 10 Salt Lake Comic Con. You don't. You don't. It's yeah. just fun if you want to. But it's so fun to people watch and look at all the different things. And there are some people who dress up in very uh, like very recognizable characters, and some that are like uh, like a little more obscure, and there's some that you you have you have no idea. You're like, what what are you? Where does this come from? They're like, oh, this is from panel 18 of this manga um, comic book. You know, there's just little slight characters, but they liked it and identified or with they it. Mix, yeah, mishmash characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yes. what's so exciting is <clears throat> sometimes I'll see someone and I'm like, I didn't know anybody else even watched that cartoon, right, yeah. and you're all dressed as all the main characters. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it's absolutely. And so like I like there's a my wife dressed up last year. She did, uh, she's called Dark Alice from Alice. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so there, there's a video game, um, Alice, and yeah. she's she's kind of crazy. American like, McGee's Alice. Yes, yeah. American McGee's Alice. <laughs> and so she dressed up as that, and she loved it. And she, But she was kind of worried. She's like, she's like, will anybody even know this costume? Because we played the game together. a lot of people that did. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. they loved it. So it was great. And yeah. it makes, I think it makes people feel good, too, because when you see somebody's costume, if you appreciate it, you should, you know, just... 
being mindful of them to ask, like, can I take a picture with you? I think that's nice. People like that. Yeah. It makes them feel I, good. You know, and for the most part, I, from what I see, a lot of people do do that. And they're like, hey, can I take uh-huh. a picture? Yeah, they do. You know, a lot of people aren't just snapping yeah. pictures. Um, so it's really great how the community at least is respectful uh, of cosplayers and people that are dressing up. For the know. most part, for they the most are. Part. There are some. Where I've yeah. got my jack and my hook can't even take breaks. Like, they will get bombarded by people while they're mm-hmm. on breaks, begging them to come out and take pictures. We're like, come back in 15 minutes. No, no, we need them now. We need them now. We need them now. We've made jokes that we need to, like, get a bag over over Sparrow so people can't see mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. when he's moving anywhere. That's why you need the tower. Yeah, you're yeah. building us a tower. Get us the tower, the tower so we can hide Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise you'll have the flock. Yeah. yeah. We, it's it's we, crazy how much he looks like Johnny Depp. As if Jack you've Sparrow. seen my Jack, if you watch any of the Comic-Con videos, when they get to a Jack that they stop all the music and they talk to, that's uh-huh. my Jack. He's they the co-founder of Reach with me. He's completely drunk mm-hmm. and well, Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. He can't walk in those events. Yeah. It's crazy. We have to bring him everything because he can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, I oh mean, yeah. Well, uh, we were recently at one, and they put me in manacles, and I slipped out of him, and he was like, whoa. I mean, just like how Jack would, like, that's magic yeah, or something he's, like that. His, yeah, he's... Completely he's, in character, never broke. Yeah, he doesn't break character whatsoever at all. Yeah. He's jokes he needs scripts for video people because they keep stopping the music to talk to him yeah. in the middle of all the montages. He's like, I need something better prepped for that. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, so yeah. when things happen, like, on the fly... Yeah. Where does the material come from? Do you have it pre-written or just randomly Just randomly there, yeah. So I get... I, every day people email me or messaging me jokes all, all year long. And oh, I, wow. I actually appreciate it. A lot of fun. And so it's interesting to me because sometimes people are like, you should tell this joke. And then they tell me and I'm like, I'm like well, that's incredibly racist. Or <laughs> that's, I can't say that. That's really sexual. And so I, I think though a lot of people appreciate it, it's very vanilla humor, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just generic. Anybody can like, either like or, or dislike it. It's tr- trying not to be offensive to anybody. But it's just it's just from years of doing this. So, nice. yeah, it's a lot of fun just to kind of have little things up there. And, and people always will, like – people sometimes will help out. They'll throw out, like, a topic, and we can just start riffing about a topic about whatever you want to talk about. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. That's just fantastic. But I do have a question for you guys because sure. we're here. Here we are. And you guys – because you guys are gamers then, right? Yeah. You games. And I – and we, we that's one of the – our interactions was at a gaming yeah. store. So, yeah, talking about – because I like board games as well. Yes. I want to know – I want to go around and hear what your guys' favorite games are to play and oh. the, the, what you guys like. Uh, there's way too many. Uh, you're gonna, it's that hard question, right? Can you yeah. limit it down? What's your favorite child and why? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I played a really awesome one last night for the first time called Dice Forge. Have you guys heard of that one? I have not. So it felt to me kind of like a combination of Dominion, which is my favorite deck building game, um, with a little bit of Seven Wonders thrown okay. in because you have to gather enough resources to purchase cards. Like and three, spaces. two other really good <laughs> games. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's, beca- it's called Dice Forge because the things that you're purchasing are um, alternate faces for these two die that you have. And they're really cleverly made because you can pop off a face and replace it. So instead of having a chance to roll one gold, now you can roll four victory points. So the goal of the game is to try and accumulate victory points either through your dice faces or these cards that you can purchase by accumulating resources by rolling your dice. It was amazing. I couldn't get enough of it. You're you're just wow. I'm a, I'm a WoW addict. World of Warcraft. Oh really? Oh yeah. It's forever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, board games. Let's see. There's Tekinoko, which oh, is a really that. fun one where you're building a Chinese garden. You uh-huh. have a roaming panda that's going around eating the bamboo, and you have a gardener trying to grow it because the emperor of China was given a panda, and he's established this garden where it's going to raise. 
So you, there's multiple things you're trying to do to earn points, which is you know the uh, the way the garden looks, or how much bamboo the panda's been eating, and you exchange mm-hmm. that, or how high or short or combinations that you're having the bamboo grow in. So that's really fun. Uh, it's definitely a lot of strategy. And it has uh, an adorable little panda figure. Yes, well, especially if you get the chibi. Oh yeah, the expansion. Where you have little baby pandas running all around, <laughs> causing havoc. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Oh, let's see. The Trail House on the Hill. Oh, I love that I one. I love that game. Really fun one. Love that game. Uh, they, have an ex- they have the expansion that came out, Widow's Walk. So it adds another 50 haunts, and then you get the roof. And, and that one just won a Dragon Award. And yeah. 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 And then, um, actually, because Wizards of the Coast owns Avalon Hill, they're releasing Murder at Baldur's Gate, which is based on the, the same uh, game engine. What? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's see. So I started playing one. We just tried it. Have you heard of it? It's called Unlocked. No. No. So it's. Is it like a murder mystery? Or well, something? it's sort. Of, you know what an escape room is? Oh, like escape you go, you go, yeah, yeah, it's like escape room. So you go to escape room. You have like sixty minutes to escape, like yeah. a normal escape room. This game is set up the same way. Where you sit down, you open it up. You got like an app on your phone, and you have sixty minutes to solve this mystery or whatever it is. Wow. It is so fun. We've been playing that, and uh, it's amazing. So yeah. I would, Definitely say check those out. Nice. It's a lot of fun, and they're they're hard. Yeah. They're really difficult. Yeah. Uh, the DC deck building games another good one. Um, that's because yeah. you have that fun Superman, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman flair to it. Uh, if you love zombies, Zombicide. Zombicide is oh really good. Really. Yeah. yeah. So you're basically a bunch of individuals in the middle of a city, and you have these objectives to reach, and zombies are coming at you, and you have to achieve whatever that objective is like. One I played is we had to get to this landing zone to jump on a helicopter to get rescued, and the zombies were just, we all died. Uh, yeah. The zombies yeah. Over- overtook us. We made Zombicide? stupid mistakes. Yeah. I love that style of game where the like the board building is kind of similar to Betrayal yeah. at the House on the Hill where you're pulling mm-hmm. random tiles, yeah. and so every game feels so different. different. Yeah. yeah. And that's the best part is it has such a great replay value because it's never the same, you know, because you're going to turn those tiles over differently every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, you're thinking you're going down an alleyway that's going to get you to the landing zone. Uh, it's a dead end. Oh, crap. Now the zones yeah. are behind us. <laughs> what do we do? So, oh, cool. Yeah. Have you guys played Elder Sign? Yeah. That's my other favorite mm-hmm. one. Shadows over Camelot's another fun one. Mm. That one's insane because it's, you're working together against the board, but one of you is a traitor. Oh, nice. I love the things like that. Mm-hmm. I love it when they have like a traitor aspect yeah. to the game. So... More often than not, we die because, well, the board is horrible, or the trader kills us. It's awesome. So will there be that style of game at Comic-Con as well? Absolutely, yeah. So we have a whole bunch of that style of gaming as well at at Salt Lake Comic-Con. And the thing is, it's uh, it's kind of on the north end of of the Salt Palace. There's like a big area there. There's a bunch of games. They have gaming areas and gaming tables and stuff like that. They have games just like that as well. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. And for our gamers, we have a bunch of artists from... uh, Magic the Gathering. They're coming, and you get, to get your card signed. I can't... I'm drawing a blank. Steve Argyle going to be there? Yes, yeah, Steve Argyle, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve is amazing. In yeah. fact, he just lives in American Fork. He does. Uh, yeah. No, not, not Highland. He, it's technically Highland. Almost American Yeah. He he yeah. created Liliana Vest. Yeah. So, yeah, the the and he'll be there. You can have an autograph. It's a lot of fun. So, I mean, they it's all like coming up. It panders to everything, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not just... People think, in, like... My mother-in-law didn't know anything about it at first. She's like, she thought it was all comic books. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, I don't really like comic books. I'm like, it's more than just comic books. Yeah. It's more than just movies. It's a whole culture event. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's authors there. Mm-hmm. There's comic book artists. There's 
visual artists, visual artists. some of my favorite uh, t-shirts have I have. That are building <laughs> armor out of leather mm -hmm. and other it's amazing. things. There's jewelry people. I, there seems to be everyone. I, you guys have had ultra sabers there. So if you want a lightsaber that lights up and makes sounds, you guys have had pop figures where yeah. they've released exclusives. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's they, just amazing. It is. And they, like, they're the people's costumes. They make them, like I said, they some, they make them out of leather. They make them, I mean, and if you are going to make, like, something that uh, you're going to sneak around in, leather is the best because it really is. It's made out of hide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. <laughs> I, I think my Jack, unfortunately, would dispute you on the ability yeah. to hide yeah. in yeah. leather. <laughs> well, it's because that's him and Hook just can't hide. Both are in leather. Yeah. yeah. Leather and everyone's like, oh. <gasps> Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Awesome. So there's beeping. There's beeping going on, and Varen is Varen. walking through the door. I miss Hi, Varen. You're here. I am. There, there's a microphone. There's a chair. Sit down. So for everyone, Varen's here. Hi. Hello, Varen. Hello, Varen. Where are you going? You're he's it's musical. Pull. Chairs behind me. It's he's, crazy. He's going to try to not hit you in the head. Yes. That's still okay. that for a minute? He, he could have been oh, me in the head. We're going to steal it for a minute. I think he's oh, interviewing I, in a second. Yeah. Am I stealing somebody's? No, nope, no, nope, nope. you're good. I'm good. Oh, hey, I'm good. Normally, good. I'm not very good. I'm you're good now, though. Oh, that's, that's as a first for the <laughs> yes. week. So we were just finishing up with Comic-Con, talking about all the, the cool stuff there. Um, now, so for people that want to see you in anywhere else other than Comic-Con, because you've said you've been in movies and stuff like that, yeah. where can they find you? Uh, well, there's a TV show coming out. It's getting released called Extinct. Um, that you can see me there. Uh, Salt Lake Com uh, you can see me at Salt Comic Con, obviously. Mm -hmm. Brigsby Bear just came out. That movie just barely came nice. out. Uh, if you wanted to see, like, if you like the bad jokes, if you do like the jokes, and you're like one of those secret fans, you could go to my YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, so you come to that. Oh, and don't you also do videos about your wife and that? Oh yeah, I've, I, I've I, seen I, some. Yeah, yeah, I make fun of my wife all the time, and I get, I get it's so funny because people all, the, I, I get emails all the time saying you, you shouldn't tell that story. Don't tell it. How could you tell that story about your wife? <laughs> They're just so funny. I, I think I told a story about we ran a half marathon together, and uh, she basically pooped her pants so I mean we don't talk about it right this is something we just don't talk about but it's a lot of fun to talk about those types of stories so yeah it's just YouTube it's just Chris Provost yeah your wife must really love you yeah <laughs> she does she really, she really does one of my favorite things to do is once a year uh, at our anniversary I'll do what's called Amanda week okay and I'll post every day I'll post a photo of my wife yeah but instead of Instead of posting like the most beautiful photos, I try to find the most horrendous <laughs> photos. Oh, I, I think find. I remember seeing this yeah. like, one you posted, and she was like sleeping. Yes, like, she had like no makeup on. Her hair was all, yeah, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try. I always try, and I so I do that. And then usually on the last day, I try to do something nice. But people yeah. are always like emailing me like, "You can't be posting photos of your wife like that." I'm like, "Oh, it's so much fun. It's just a personality coming through." Yeah, yeah it's a lot no, of fun. It, it's fantastic that you guys can yeah. can do stuff like that. And, you know, I've seen pictures that you post where you guys have been at Disneyland or stuff like mm -hmm. that, and she just yeah, she looks like she's just a kid in, in an amusement park. She is having so much she fun. She is. She's she's like uh, way more outgoing than I am. She has a lot of fun, and she's she's great. So it's hard to all right. I mean, you're kind of like a really outgoing guy, so well, she's more outgoing than you. No, she's like adventurous. I met her on a cruise ship. Okay. okay. And she used to travel around the world just by herself. She went to China by herself, wow. a cruise ship, and I was there with my best friend. 
And I saw her and I was like, oh, that's the one. And I started like talking to her and like trying to flirt with her. And since I was with my best friend, she thought that I was just like this weird, cute little gay couple from California. <laughs> so she was totally, she's like, this guy's not going to try anything. So she thought I was all safe. <laughs> <laughs> little did she know. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and now you're married. Yeah, you guys have now, a little boy. Yeah, now awesome. have a little baby boy. Yeah. Oh, and now oh, you can make actual official dad jokes. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. And that's the thing about making dad jokes. Like, I like when when Mando was giving birth to Miles, we had some like blankets and stuff, and they they kept him warm, and and like the baby was just born. And I asked the nurse, I'm like, do you guys keep these blankets at womb temperature? <laughs> so it's. <laughs> See yeah. what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I pull off those bad jokes. My kids just look at me go, really, Dad? Yeah. Really? <laughs> That's what you're starting out with. You've got a bright future. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Your kids are going to, oh, wow. It's, uh, <laughs> I set the bar really low. So, I mean, people are like, oh, you can't, you can't get any worse than that. But it seems to always do. Yeah. But somehow, the worse the dad joke gets, the better it is. I agree. Know? And that's the thing. Like, at, when I'm on stage, if I tell a joke... And I hear the audible groans mm. and maybe like a oh. chuck. Yeah. When I hear that, do that again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good joke. I'm like, I did what I was supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. No, yeah. my favorite to tell my kids, uh, I heard it years ago. Uh, man who stands in front of car is tired. Man who stands on top of car is winded. Man who stands behind car is exhausted. But and my bum. kids just go. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. And their head drops down, their shoulders slump. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love it. Because so yeah, you know, I have to embarrass them. And I always do it around, you know, when their friends are over. You know. That's the best time to do it, yeah. right? Yeah. That's absolutely the best time oh, to do yeah. it. It's because they're just like, really? They want. I know they want to hit me. That way, your kids' friends know ex- exactly how funny you are. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they, oh, they come yeah. over all the time. Yeah. They're like, yeah, get a little of this guy, right? Yeah. This guy. <laughs> So, no, that's really cool. Uh, now, Extinct is the one that's coming on BYU TV. Yeah, BYU TV. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah. I think Dan Wells is co-writing Yes, that. yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. And then Ryan Little is the director. He also did Saints and Soldiers. Wow. So, yeah. So, that's really cool. So, are you a main character, a side character? No, it's more of a side character okay. for that. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So cool. I, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and, and it's really cool. I had worked with Ryan Little on the Saints and Soldiers movies, and uh, he just asked me one time, he's like, would you like to come down and film a little part and I was like sure and so we were filming here's a good story this is a true story too we were filming a little part about it and uh, we took a break and we were playing Trivial Pursuit and Ryan the director came over and I beat him in Trivial Pursuit oh, wow. and so we went back onto set and he's like He's like, I've been thinking about it, everybody. I think this next scene, we're going to blow up Chris. <laughs> and I was like, oh. He's like, don't worry, you'll survive, but we're going to blow you up. I'm like, so never beat the director in <laughs> trivia, guys. That's a little tip for you guys right now. So, yeah. So is that the problem with Scott? He keeps beating people in trivia? Yeah. So that he... Because so he, he dies and everything? No, so he doesn't die. Oh, so he because doesn't Because he's die. kind of the director. Oh. Maybe we I should start, maybe we should start being nicer to Scott. Maybe, maybe we should be a little nicer to Scott. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just kill him in the next book. I don't know. You know <laughs> that's always a possibility. Yes, it is. Why or kill him multiple book? times. You're still currently writing oh, a chapter. I have an idea. So, uh, <laughs> anyways. But, you know, thanks for coming. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. I was so glad when you contacted me. It just made me feel great. I thought it was great. We have a good story. We actually met, and we met at Comic-Con, but we met at a gaming store, and I was, like, trying to purchase some games. Yeah, Gamers Inn. I like to try to buy from local gamer stores. Yeah. No, it's lots of fun. And, you know, we've had Dan come on before. We've interviewed Brian. And I'm just like, let's bring on Chris. Yeah, well, I'm glad. You you deliver the the jokes. You're, You're... 
the front man up there, mm-hmm. and you know, people would probably want to hear from you. So oh, that, thank that's you. That's nice. It's nice to hear from you guys. Thanks. So I appreciate the invitation. It's so good to be here. Yeah. Well, so we're all excited. Comic Con is literally around the corner. So it is next week. I, I saw it on my way in. Actually, it's not close. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, it was like peeking around the corner at it you. Was, right? It yeah. was. I felt like I was being stalked a little bit. A little bit. But I'm not too worried about it. But you know, it feels kind of good though, back. right? Yeah. It's it like does. A, you it, know, it'll it's stop. You that yeah. warm feeling inside. Yeah. Somebody cares about it. <laughs> Do you ever think about that? Though? Like, yeah. I mean, there's always those like those women out there. Sometimes they're like, you know, they get like a stalker or something like that. I always thought like. Lucky, I always wanted a stalker, you know. So like, like, oh man, man nobody really likes, likes me. Yeah. Yeah. It must be really awesome yeah. to have stalkers. Exactly. As long as they're the nice kind, right? Mm-hmm. Not the well, kind that will stab you. You know, beggars can't be choosers. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So you'll take whatever. whatever. I'd still <laughs> be glad whatever. if somebody yeah. wanted to wear my skin to bed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's comfortable for me. Yeah. So. Feels good on me. Yeah. It's not an Edgar suit. It's a Varen suit. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. All right. Nice Probably little men in black yeah, reference there. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. I don't know where to go from that one. <laughs> Back to it. Yeah, it's right around the corner. So like, I'm going to go to 24th to 23rd. Yes. Creepers. So, no, really awesome. It, it's a great three-day event. Uh, it's like a nonstop party for geeks. Is, the, it, it, is it, the Friday and Saturday really sold out? Um, I don't know. It might be. I think, I think Saturday is. is. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, there, last I, I saw Saturday was. I think they were closing in on selling out on Friday. Okay. Yeah, it's that's happening. And yeah. If you guys, if you come down there, uh, stop by and say hi to me. I'm usually on the main stage. I, I come up the stage, and if you can, I'll I'll say hi to you and tell me a joke, and I'll see if I can tell it. So nice. Great. And if you can't get it out there, I, I know you sometimes throw it on Facebook. Hey, I'm going to be on such and such. Yeah. Give me your your jokes. And yeah, absolutely. Pick one of them, so. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. All right, folks. Well, with that said, go check out Salt Lake Comic Con if you're in the area. If you're not in the area, come check it out anyways. It's not that far or fly. I, I know some people do every year. Worth the trip. Uh, definitely worth the trip. Lots of fun. Great panels. Lot, uh, you know, there's KidCon. There's the arcade. All of it. There's gaming. There is reach. I mean, you can with our pirate ship. With your pirate mm-hmm. ship. Yarr. There is. There's just so many cosplayers. I, I I could spend probably three hours listing off everything that's probably going to mm-hmm. be there, mm-hmm. uh, if not longer. But come check it out. Yeah, s- support them, and we'll catch you next time. Okay. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. Are you a fan of dungeon crawlers? Then it's time for you to level up your experience. Download our episodes that are released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And not only that, we want to hear from you. We want to know who you want to hear on the show. What author, what celebrity, what game designers you want to hear. Not only that, we also want to hear what you like about the show. So, with that said, please reach out to info at DungeonCallersRadio.com. Email us on Twitter or Facebook and let us know what you want to hear on this show because we want it to be as much of your show as it is ours so with that said we're out of here and we'll catch you next time